This is the Work Smart Hypnosis Podcast, session number 277, Arthur Bablis on Rewire, Reset, and Redefine. Welcome to the Work Smart Hypnosis Podcast with Jason Lynette, your professional resource for hypnosis training and outstanding business success. Here's your host, Jason Lynette. Welcome back to the program. It's Jason Lynette. And this week, we've got Arthur Bablis from Australia on the program sharing his three-step formula for change, rewire, reset, and redefine. And what an outstanding theme of jumping into this conversation at a time where around the world, many hypnotists are rewiring and resetting and redefining their businesses in terms of how we learn, how we help our clients, and how we can increase that reach Online And in this conversation with Arthur, we're going to talk about his transition out of the corporate world and into the hypnotic professions, the patterns of hypnosis and NLP, and specifically how they apply to change. And really a fascinating conversation in terms of working with group dynamics and how we interact with people all around the world, that the nature of everything these days is that the world has become a whole lot smaller that it's never been easier to get in contact with a group of people to broadcast a message. And if you haven't been tracking Arthur online, he is doing some phenomenal stuff that quite honestly was a bit of an inspiration to me in terms of upping that game in terms of how we can reach that audience and provide a phenomenal experience. You can head over to the worksmarthypnosis.com website to find details about exactly how to connect with Arthur and find out more of his upcoming events. And while you're there, to check out hypnoformula.com. We've put together a free workshop, the Hypnotic Pricing Formula. It's all about helping you to redefine exactly how it is you work with your clients, how it is you create valuable programs for your clientele, as well as, of course, naturally receive that value right back. This is a free on-demand presentation, and you can check it out right now at hypnoformula.com. And with that, let's jump directly into this week's session, this is episode number 277, Arthur Bablis on Rewire, Reset, and Redefine. Well, the first introduction of hypnosis for me was, look, what's coming to my mind is the superhero in my life has been my brother. Yeah. And my brother's not necessarily a hypnotherapist by trade. He's a wellness practitioner. He's a chiropractor. He's a naturopath. He's a homeopath. But of course... When he's working with you and you're completely focused on what he's doing, you're in trance. Mm-hmm. So, so he may not put me under specifically or in trance, as we say, as we learn in hypnosis, but through the work that he does and then he's focused on you and the way he looks at you and the work that he's doing, you are mesmerized. And, and I suppose that was the turning point for me, the work that my brother did with me 25 years ago that prompted me to move into the the wellness industry, complementary medicine, personal growth, learned my hypnosis and my NLP back in 1997. So my, my trainer was originally Tad James. So if I was to look at a, a hypnosis trainer back then, Tad was my initial trainer. Then, you know, went on to, to learn a whole range of other techniques, you know, not only from the NLP, the hypnosis, but a whole range of other mind work that, you know, we've integrated in our, in our works over the last 25 years. 
Is there a specific story I want to go back to you mentioning working with your brother, which, you know, people go through a hypnosis training and people mm. come in with all different experiences mm. in their past. My favorite aspect of that are the people who often pop up and go, oh, I've already been doing this, but now I get to do it on purpose. Yeah. So I suppose if I look, think of the story with my brother, as I said, he's not necessarily a trained as a hypnotherapist, but working as a chiropractor and kinesiologist, he uses a tool to tap into the unconscious mind through the body, a mind-body tool, like muscle monitoring, muscle testing. You know, it's almost like an idiomotor signal where he's communicating with the body and asking the body to give me a sign if and pressing yeah. on an arm. And so for me, that's what was mesmerizing and being able to connect to thoughts, memories, and beliefs and emotions that are caught up in the unconscious mind and bring them to awareness consciously and then release them through what he, you know, through the process that he was working with. I, I, I mean, you ask about a superhero and I, I, go, I go back to Pete as a superhero for me in this field. As I said, he's not necessarily a, a, a hypnotherapist by trade, but he's completely, mes- you ask any of his thousands and thousands and thousands of clients or tens of thousands of clients over the last 20 years, They'd say he's mesmerized them and, you know, he's really at the peak of his field. He's a clinician that is well sought after worldwide and, 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 and people know him because of the results that he gets and mm-hmm. his ability to be able to bring to awareness what's happening within the body through the process that he works with. So it's really bringing the unconscious or the conscious through a mind-body tool. So, you know, I, I, went, I went to learn that tool, I suppose, my introduction into the field before I went to do my hypnosis and my NLP training, Jason. I actually went to learn the kinesiology myself. I thought, this is fascinating. I want to learn this stuff myself. So like everyone else, you know, you have a, your own personal experience of healing in this field and, mm-hmm. and you gravitate towards wanting to learn these tools yourself to not only be able to improve what it is that you're doing, but be able to then you become a superhero to someone else, right? You know, suddenly we can heal the planet, right? So we learn all these tools there and we want to go out there and say, we're going to be the saviors. We're going to do it for everyone. And so we go on our journey. And and that prompted me to, to, to learn these tools. And that was for me was the starting point of, of coming down this field. And at that time where I learned this mind-body technique, also went to learn my my NLP training and my and my hypnosis training. And that was me coming out of, you know, when I talk about my past life, that was my previous work to this. I was in the corporate world. I was in finance. I was in business. I had a number of businesses myself, a property marketing company, mobile phone stores. And who would have thought that, that I would be gravitating towards this field of, of personal change and transformation? And, and, and it starts with, you know, the healing that you go through yourself. And yeah. So then out of the training, what was that What was that transition like for you, that moving from the corporate world into the hypnosis world? Well, the transition was, you know, I always thought when I learned this, the, the, the initial technique, I always used to say that, you know, it, it really is a form of hypnotherapy. Communicating with the body is a form of trance. You know, we, we may not necessarily call people in a specific trance as a hypnotherapist would. Who knew that I would go down the path and then learn hypnosis, you know, months later and then years later be able to develop a business around hypnosis and NLP and so forth. So the turning point in the training, I would say I was learning when I was doing my NLP training, it was at the NLP hypnosis training together with Tad James. And we were going through the language patterns and learning the meta model questions, Virginia Satir questions, and the Milton model patterns, of course, you know, conversational hypnosis. And I was completely fried, right? And, and, and for me, what came up for me was 
you know, I, I've just come out of this corporate world and I, I thought I was coming into this world of, of energy, vibration, healing, quantum consciousness, let's hug it out and heal the world. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, and then I'm in this course and I'm bamboozled with these language patterns. What activated in me brought things up for me like back at high school, learning English. And I wasn't that great at that time in my English. In fact, I had a two-time convince. So I went back and did my senior year, my last year twice, just to get good value out of it, right? Um, <laughs> That's a clever way of putting it. Yeah. And, and, and for me, the turning point at that moment, I got so overwhelmed that I put that aside. I thought, this isn't for me. And unbeknownst to me, the way it was taught, I mean, you know, re, you know, I forgot everything consciously, but I remembered unconsciously, right? Forget it, everything consciously, but I remember unconsciously. So the way mm-hmm. it was embedded, it was embedded in my unconscious mind. I remember I'd folded up a piece of paper, an A4 piece of paper, or a letter size paper, a piece of paper of all the Milton model patterns and the meta model patterns, and I had them in my wallet, and I'd just carry them around with me. And when we never had a chance, I would just you know, open up the piece of paper and read a phrase or see if I can integrated in my conversation yeah and and for me that i suppose the turning point would have been probably 15 years after that jason because this would have been now 2013 so we've we've carved out a career in the field of complementary medicine kinesiology energy work nlp i worked with hypnosis i did nlp but i wasn't necessarily because our, our main business is education, where we train practitioners to be certified to be able to use these tools themselves. And so predominantly we'll be training people in the, in, in, in the fields of energy work and kinesiology. And I was personally using NLP and hypnosis with my personal clients and with the students that came and saw me, but we weren't training them in that field. And back in 2013 and 14, I thought, you know, it only makes sense for me to go back and recertify myself and become a trainer in the field of hypnosis and NLP because I've got all these students. It makes sense that I can offer them another product as opposed to them going somewhere else, so I can click the ticket on another product. And, you know, business sense, it made sense. So I went back to become a trainer purely from a business perspective, and I found that when I did the training again, obviously we were different, right? We had evolved. Right, yeah. And it it just went bang, 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 bang. And as I was going through the whole manual, I I was looking at everything. I thought, hold on a second. I know that stuff. I know that stuff. I know that stuff. I thought it was my stuff. I couldn't remember learning it. I thought it was just stuff that I'd come up with. You know what I mean? And it really, the for me, it was like a big aha moment that where I wasn't consciously aware that things had integrated, had gone in on an unconscious level of the learnings, they were there. And for me, my big aha moment was like 15 years later after being in this field and working with clients and not necessarily specifically training in hypnosis and NLP, going back to become a trainer, realizing, man, the work that I was doing that I thought was mine was actually work that was taught to me 15 years ago. And it was in my mind. I bet the opposite of that was also the case. And I'll tell you the story that comes to mind to illustrate this, which was that I did one of my original certification trainings with Sean Michael Andrews. And then back in 2017, he and I taught a big class together out in Vegas. And there was a moment where I introduced something and then I said, this is something I learned from you. And then he looks at it and he goes, I've never seen that before, which <laughs> turned into, well, here's a Jason Lynette original. Oh, <laughs> so I'm sure there were some elements of innovation you were kind of unpacking there in real time by realizing, oh, wait, this is how I've been doing it. And perhaps here's a modification or here's an alternative route to accomplish the same set of goals, right? 
Well, yes, and you know, it's a great question you asked there. And, and I tell the story again, I suppose another aha moment for me. Now, this was like 2013 to 14. So fast forward another three years, we're now about 2016. I had a, a young girl who had completed some of our training who started to do some work with us in administration. And she said to me, look, Arthur, with all the work that you do, you know, the NLP, the hypnosis, the kinesiology, the energy work, and you've integrated it all, what's your go-to modality? You've got so many modalities. What's your go-to modality when you work with a client? Because I believe any time that you work with anyone, whatever modality you're working with, you know, when they completely focus on you, you've got to mesmerize. They're in trance. Mm-hmm. So they're in a form of... I suppose, hypnosis, if we look at the definition of, of trance. And, and I said, look, this probably no go-to medallion, but there is a concept and a theme which we take from the, the, the Chinese, the five elements of nature, you know, the, the five elements being wood, fire, earth, metal, water. And all of life or our life and every experience that we have can be placed on those five elements. And for us, what we've adapted when you say about innovation, Jason, we've taken that model and when we look at the flow of life being the different stages of life, being the wood phase, the birth phase, you know, the fire phase, the outward surging phase, the water, uh, the, that's, uh, the earth phase being the mature phase, the metal phase being the decay phase and the water phase being the ending phase, we, we've connected that to our NLP work, our coaching work and with our hypnosis work and the conscious mind and the unconscious mind. And there's a certain part of in that five elements, which is the flow of life that we all go through, that we live life consciously, we live life intentionally. And then we fall into the unconscious and we live life unconsciously. And that's when, you know, if we're not aware of it, and it's not until the unconscious become conscious, as uh, Jung said, that, you know, we call it fate and it will control us, right? There's a moment that we slip from the conscious to the unconscious and we fall into what the Chinese say, the metal element and the, and the water element. And these are the elements of self-discovery. These are the elements we need to explore ourselves, the darkness, the shadow, and bring something to an end in order for us to evolve as a as, as a better human being with uh, elevating our thinking, elevating our consciousness. Now, this is the work that a lot of people avoid to do. It's the road which is less traveled and it's the pathway of moving into the unconscious mind. And this is where hypnosis plays a big part, right? And so we've integrated now the hypnosis work and the NLP work with that five element model. And when we're working with people, we look at them uh, specifically, where are they in their life and which specific area are we working with? And, and, and where is their block? Is a block with them starting something new, a vision, a purpose, or is it the upward surging phase of getting to work? Or is it the action that they're doing? Is it the results that they're getting, they're starting to decay, or they're holding on to an old way they need to let go of? Or do they need to bring something to an end so they can rise up with a whole new possibility, a whole new vision? And we use different trance processes for each one of those elements, and we can tell when the client comes in through, I suppose, the, the, the physical ailments, not that we treat, diagnose and prescribe, and we're not, you know, a health professional had its license to do that, but it only makes sense when someone comes in and experiencing a physical condition, a disease, whatever the case is, if you can link it back to one of these elements and, and where the blocks are and then use hypnosis and transfer them to be able to become aware of this and release them, from these blocks then you know it really is a magical process so that's the innovation that's happened for us i suppose over the last or well, the 25 years it's it's, it's worked from 25 years and and now we have an integrated approach to change work where we integrate hypnosis with 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 nlp and with the the energy work with the kinesiology and and you know things like eft which you know of and meridians and a whole range of different things so we combine the whole lot in not only in working with a client individually one-on-one, but in our trainings. 
And, yeah. and that's what so let me call- ask you this to look at the way that it all kind of fits together. I'm always one to look at the user experience. So someone's mm-hmm. coming in, is there a specific, let's say case study that comes to mind of identifying where someone was along that journey and then making the process to be what they needed in that experience? Yeah, absolutely. So, and, and, and there's a number of ways that we can work with that. I mean, there's a number of case studies that come to mind. So people may come in and they might have a physical ailment. And again, as we said, we don't treat, diagnose and prescribe. And we've got to make sure that we come and saying that every time we talk about these stories, because sometimes people think, hey, hey, you cured the person from whatever it was. And then we might find <laughs> ourselves in hot water, right? Yeah. Well, of course, we don't heal people. People heal themselves. We've just got the uh, the privilege to be able to be there to facilitate the change within themselves, to be able to them connect to that light within them and that inner power and make that integration between the conscious and the unconscious mind and the healing takes place for them. And so people come in, they might have an ailment and then we could use yeah, a number of tools. We might use muscle monitoring, pendulum or even an idiomotor signal finger to communicate with the unconscious mind with relation to the ailment that they've come in with. Which stage in their life are they blocked and we, in the elements? In other words, wood, fire, earth, metal, water. And once the body indicates that element, then we can identify the emotion based on Chinese medicine that they're holding onto and then the limiting belief. And then we'll use the process of, you know, virtual, a certain NLP interventions and hypnosis without a doubt at the end to anchor in all the change for them to actually break free from that. Now, does that mean people cure themselves and their problems disappear? With many clients, we've, that's been the case. With, with other clients, of course, it's just another layer and it's just another piece of the puzzle. And, you know, I've, I've always said that there's, we're not just, and you would know this too, Jace, we're not just one person or one modality that's working with a client and the modality. We're part of a collective team. I think we all work together. You know, people can mm-hmm. come and see you and they can come and see me. And they can come and see someone else and they've got no effect. They've got no result. They, they're, they're consciously not connecting the dots in terms of the experience that they've got. And then they'll go and see someone else and it all comes together for them. Was it that someone else that made it for them or was it the accumulation of the pieces they collected from myself, from yourself and everyone else before they had that final piece from someone else? And I think as professionals, when we take that view that we're all part of the one global health team for our clients and we can work together and then we come across with that state of humility. That's when we can really you know, energetically have a space in front of a client of authenticity and congruency and, and our results completely change because we're detached from the results. We're, we're not vested in that it has to be us to heal the client. We just know that we play a part for the client and, and we're blessed to have the opportunity to be there at that moment for them. We just need to sell them that concept, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I know there, there's a theme in your work of breaking the process of change down to three steps. Can you elaborate on that? Yeah, well, and, and when I say the three steps, and thanks for bringing that up, and it's really prominent today. When I think about where we are today and what's happening in the world with, you know, what people are calling a pandemic, and I think today it's not so much the pandemic which is showing up it's people's patterns it's the patterns which are showing up not the pandemic it's the condition that's showing up as opposed to the the so-called virus whatever it may be and i believe as you would know too that the greatest threat on the planet today is not so much the physical contagion of this potential virus but more the emotional contagion of the emotions of fear of of panic and and despair and depression that people can fall into because they think that, you know, their, their, their lives have been halted. They don't know what to do. They're in that stuck state. They're, they're losing jobs. 
they might have family or friends that have been affected by the virus. So what is it that they do? Or that, and so, you know, people allow that mental state to consume and, we, and potentially, you know, if we don't address that now, I really believe that we could have far-reaching effects down a track more so than what would be from this physical contagion. I think the emotional contagion is a, is, is a bigger threat. And so when I think about how we get out of this situation, I think it's how we get out of any situation, how we get out of any challenges and this is the way we do our work. And we it's a three-step formula. And I think right now what we need to do is we need to adopt a role model mindset. We have to ask ourselves, who do we want to become in the face of this situation? In fact, who do we want to be in any situation that we're experiencing? So we need to adopt a role model mindset. In order for us to adopt a role model mindset, we need to rewire our thinking. So the first step is to rewire our thinking process because if you want results in life that you never had before, you need to think in life that you, in a way that you never thought before. And to think in life in a way that you never thought before, then, you know, that, you know, people haven't done that before. It's like, well, that's the paradox. Like, how can you think about what you never thought of if you never thought of not only what it is that you think about, more importantly, how it is that you think that. And so the rewiring really is the conversational hypnosis, the NLP, to yeah. get them thinking about life differently. Once they rewire and they, we loosen the grip on the world and they start coming out of that hexagon because there's no boxes, right? In fact, it's not even a hexagon. There's no boundaries. But once they, once they start coming out of the shell that they put in and they're starting to ask better questions so they get better results, they think of the possibilities. That's when we then re, so we talk about rewiring and then we want to reset their mind and body. We need to reactivate their energetic grid. So we use a process of how can we make them more resourceful by resetting them, you know, using these energetic tools and then, of course, redefining who they are. So the three steps are rewire, reset, and redefine. And the rewiring is used, we, we, we work with our NLP tools, the resetting the mind-body, the energetic tools of kinesiology and Chinese medicine, and the redefining is really getting them at, at the core, at the unconscious level, which is the hypnosis and the mindfulness and even the meditation, where we get them to take on board a whole new identity. You know, so we say you need to rewire your brain so you can go from being reactive to more resourceful. You want to reset your body to go from being run down to be reinvigorated. And you want to redefine yourself to go from ruminating and thinking of your life's cause to being re-engaged in life. And I think anytime anyone comes with any problem, they're the steps they need to go through. They need to rewire their thinking. They need to reset their mind and body, get re-energized, and then they need to redefine themselves and, and reconnect, re-engage, and re-engage with a bigger vision. And that happens by making that first step of this saying, you know, who do I want to be? for my family? Who do I want to be for my kids? Who do I want to be for the community? You know, what role am I going to play here? Because, you know, this challenge, whatever challenge we're going through, we're going to get to the end of it. We're going to come out of it. And so when we come out of it and I look back, who do I want to be known as during this situation? Do I want to be known as someone that stood up, made a change and led someone else and my family through it? Or do you want to be someone known as someone who ran away from it or just took the foot off the accelerator? You know, I really think today, you know, so many people just taking off the foot off the accelerator and just waiting to see what happens when I think we've been given the biggest blessing where life sort of come to us and said, you know what, here's a permission slip for you to reset your life. You got two or three months off from everything so you can stay behind closed doors and reset your life. Rethink what's important to you. Like here's a permission slip. And... And, and we're not taking the opportunity. And what, what I'm saying now here in Australia, like our, our, our 
our prime minister came out and said, we want to be back in business, you know, our, our, our economy wants, wants to be operational by July. So we got two months for them to go through this plan of opening up and coming out of this isolation. And you know what I'm saying? Now people are going to get to that point in two months' time when we get back to what they think is normal and they're going to look back and say, man, I missed the opportunity. I had an opportunity to actually do something with myself. I had, the opp- I had two or three months off and I wasted it doing nothing. Now I'm caught up doing what I was doing before, caught up in the rat race. Mm-hmm. I, had, I don't have time now to evolve my consciousness. I don't have time now to learn a new skill. I don't have time now to actually maybe go and do the work I need to do on myself to become a better person. And so I think everyone, the blessing, if you were to look at what's the bigger picture, if we chunk up what's our purpose of with all this, I think the bigger picture is for us to go inside and reflect on you know, what's important to us and a lot of people talk about pivoting their career, pivoting how they want to serve humanity and how, and I suppose people in our field, right, we've all gone virtual, right? You know, people did do online work, but suddenly we got everyone doing online work, online coaching, yeah. online hypnosis, you know. And, <laughs> that's and, been a and, theme and, that we're all local now. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and that's made the world much smaller for us. And we realized, man, we're, we're getting better, if not the same results, better results than before, and we're opening up the borders to everyone else. And we never had that thinking before until we were forced to actually pivot our, our way of doing a business. But what I'm saying to people is it's not just your business that you need to pivot. You need to pivot your relationships. You need to pivot your conversations with your partner. You need to pivot your conversations with your kids. You need to pivot on your health because if you want to get to the next level in your career, you need to do something you haven't done. If you want to get to the next level in your, in your relationship, you need to do something you haven't done. You need to get the next level with your health. You need to do something you haven't done. And I come back and I say the saying again, if you want results in life that you never had before, you need to do the things in life that you've never done before. And to yeah. do the things in life that you've never done before, you need to think in life in a way that you never thought before. But that's the paradox. How can you think about what you never thought of if you never thought of not only what it is that you think, but how it is that you think that? And I think so. What tool- strategies? What's what strategies in terms of turning this into something actionable that people can now, let's say, even do with their clients? What What do you tend to recommend they they look at in terms of a route to make that happen? Well, the strategy is that, you know, if someone comes in, we have a, a three-step process, as we said. So we sit down and with all our clients, so we want to really define what the problem is. You know, we want to make sure we ask enough questions and, and we're using different language patterns, chunking down and chunking up to really understand the nature of the problem. Because how many mm-hmm. times do people come in and they've got a problem you think, is that a problem? I mean, you have to actively hallucinate to realize that there's a problem there. Yeah, it's like, you know, is it a problem? So unless you can wear the problem hat and say, I understand the problem, we need to ask the questions to understand the problem. Once we get that, then we can identify their patterns of thinking that may have led to that. And so then yeah. we start to challenge that. We start to challenge them like and unravel their thinking with the language patterns, get them to think outside the box. And, and you see them, they become disrupted, right? The sensory cure, they're starting to, well, what's going on inside? And, you know, there's change happening now. Of course there is. And once that starts to happen, then we start to apply all the other techniques, you know, the, the energetic work, the kinesiology work, the five element stuff, where in your life that we need to work on. We, do we, work, we need to work on the vision phase. We need to work on the, the surging phase, the, the, the action phase, the results phase, the decay or letting go phase or the ending phase. And the symptoms will give us signs of that. And then once we've, I suppose, recalibrated that energetic grid, then we, we use the hypnosis and, and we tailor the hypnosis work based on the information that we collected from working with a client, based on their personal information from their problem and how the body has communicated to us. And so 
they walk away with, you know, personalized hypno work for want of a better yeah. word, that is, 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 is tailored for them, uh, tailored for them. So they, you go through the process of change. And, and for us, you know, all those tools, that's really what mind-body coaching is. It's a combination of using all those tools in, in one specific way. And, and if we're to give it a name, we call it the accelerated transformation process. Mm-hmm. ATP uses all these tools, uses NLP, uses energy work, kinesiology, uses hypnosis, uses mindfulness, uses EFT in order to get the person from, as we know, from where they are now to where they want to be. And our job is to bridge the gap, right? In fact, what's our job? We're builders. We say, hey, you're here. We want you to clarify where you are right now, right? That's the reality. Where do you want to go? That's where you want to go. Well, between where you are now and where you want to go, you know, there's a gap. So our job is to help you build a bridge and get over it. <laughs> That's what it is. You tell your clients, you know what? Build a bridge, get over it. That's what we're doing. We're building a bridge to help you get over your crap. And, nice. <laughs> and, and, and on that bridge... As we journey on that bridge together, we're side by side and we help you uncover all the resources and the strengths and the gifts that you already had inside. You know, what I like about this, yeah, what I like about this is that there's a definite through line, which of course, as soon as we have a framework, there's a sense of freedom that we've got a place to begin with, but also it gives us permission to sometimes break that framework if someone comes in and, you know, presents us the information in a slightly different order is not to go, oh, no, 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 we're, we're going to do that later. Let's do this part now. Yeah. So let me ask you this in terms of working with a client. Is there a story of working with someone that kind of stands out to you of kind of embodying this three-step process? Well, gee, actually, okay, I'm not going to overanalyze it. Whatever just comes to mind, right, is the best story to tell. And there was a client that I worked with, and she was a student, initially started to learn the work with us, and she came in to see us. And at that time, I would see students as clients. So I learned very early in the piece that's probably not a good idea. <laughs> right? But we had some amazing results with her. She, she was a young girl. She was only 21, 22, learning the craft. And so she had a whole life ahead of herself, you know, like just coming out of school and, and deciding to do this as a career. But her history was that, you know, as a, in a teenage year, she was suffered from depression. She was on Zoloft and Brozac and she had attempted to take her life a number of times and, and she was anorexic. So we, we, we did a combination of things with her. And, 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 and again, it, it, that's the framework we work with, Jason. It's like, where are you right now? Mm-hmm. Right. In fact, we didn't start with where you are right now because she didn't want to acknowledge where she is right now. So we started with where do you, you want to go? So it's either going to be one of the bookends we're going to start with, right? Either the, the end bookend or the beginning bookend. But ultimately, we need both of them to, to put the path together. So we started with, okay, let's get very clear what it is that you want to achieve, what are the results that you want to achieve. And as we've done that and built rapport and be able to do some work to be able to get her to be comfortable with that, we got her to be able to get take responsibility for where she is right now and the mm-hmm. role that she played to find herself in as a 21-year-old who, you know, suffered from depression, took an erection and took a life. And I suppose the one story uh, from a hypnosis perspective, I, I want to share this. She was on taking medication and she wanted to get off the medication. She said to you, can you do some work for me to get off the medication? I said, well, of course, you know that well, it's, it's not for us to tell you to get off the medication. Only a doctor can who's prescribed the medication can get you off the medication. What we can do is do a number of techniques that can work symbiotically and complementary to what it is that you're doing. And if you find that you're getting results, you go back to your doctor and see where you can get off the medication. 
And she wanted to see whether we can talk to the unconscious mind. She goes, have you got a tool so we can talk to the unconscious mind whether I need to take the medication? And I used a simple process of video motor signals, right? Connecting to the, you know, put her in a light trance and video motor signals. And, yet, you know, we were testing beliefs where I want to be healthy, she was not congruent with. Mm-hmm. I want to be sick, she was congruent with, right? Here's the big one. I want to live, no. I want to die, yes. As soon as we put the medication on her body, and I thought, let's just give this a go. I put the medication on her body, so she's in the energy of the medication, and then we ask the questions again. I want to live, yes. I want to die, no. So the medication was serving a purpose. The medication on one level was keeping her wiring the way it needed to be for her to stay alive. And that's all she needed to see for her to understand that the medication served the purpose and detach from the fact that she needed to, she wanted to get off it. And the moment she detached from the fact that it's okay to take the medication, right, mm-hmm. is when she got better and got off the medication. <laughs> <laughs> and, and look, you know, that to, to the story, because with, with this girl, because she was learning stuff with us and we did some work and there was one point where, you know, with the work that we do, we'll hug it out at the end. You know, we'll, we'll create a relationship, we'll hug it out at the end. But during the journey, in order for change to occur, you know, we love the person, but we don't love the problem, which means we've got to get in the face of the problem. So sometimes you're going to have to rattle people. You're going to have to shake that cage. And for some people, that's, they don't like that, right? And for this girl, we got to a point where we got, you know, head to head and we didn't talk for almost like eight to ten months and it wasn't until she had an awareness that she came back and said, you know, everything that happened in that process is exactly what's happening. I want to thank you. And she had the biggest healing. For mm-hmm. me, I think the thing that ratified the change, we were doing a, a mind-body-spirit festival, you know, where we, people come and, and we had a little stand there and we are talking about our techniques and our work. And this gentleman, an, old, an older man came up, and wanted to have a chat with me. And I was talking to someone else and through the corner of my eye, I could see him in the corner. And when I finished chatting to the person I was chatting and I went over to have it speak to him, I knew straight away who it was. I just sensed it was this girl's father. And he came up to me and he said, look, Arthur, I'm so-and-so's dad. And I just, can I give you a hug? And I said, absolutely. I mean, we hugged back then. We don't hug anymore, but you know, we're looking forward to hugging again. And, and he said, I'm just so blessed and grateful that, you know, you had the opportunity to, w- to work with his daughter and, 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 and the work that she's done in her becoming a practitioner herself, a coach, a hypnotherapist, an energy worker, and being a spokesperson for teenage suicide and being voted as a young entrepreneur businesswoman in the year at the age of 23 was just amazing. And, and he said to me, you know, you, you, you helped it tremendously. And I said to him, look, you Thank you for that. It's humbling, but it, I didn't do the work. She did all the work, right? Mm-hmm. We were just blessed to be there and be a catalyst for her to actually make decisions for her to change into the young woman that she was. And, and, and so for me, I share that story because, number one, I was blown away myself with those EDA motor signals when, you know, the body was indicating through the unconscious mind that she had a belief that she wanted to die. And yet with the medication on her body, right, she was congruent with wanting to live. So the medication was keeping her alive. Wow, right? Who would have thought, right? And that's all like an unconscious sign. And so we tailored the work around that, not necessarily to get off the medication, but to be okay with it and to be okay with her next step. 
And I think it was from that time I started to realize all you need to work with the client is the next step. You know, sometimes we get caught up with how can we get them to, to the moon, right, mm-hmm. from here to the moon. <laughs> well, you know, from here to the moon, there's many, many steps. And all we need to focus on is the next step. And if you just focus on the next step, because sometimes we get so far ahead of them, they think there's too far, the distance between where we are and where they are is too far. They don't think they're capable of going through that journey. And so if we can just focus on the next step for them, then it makes it easier for them to take that transition. Right, which especially, I mean, a client coming in and really look at any issue, you know, there's a question that I often tend to ask my clients, which is that, you know, assuming we're working in a brief process, okay, we're back here again, you know, a week from now, what's that story you want to be telling as early as the next time we're here that's going to validate, yes, things are moving in a better direction. Yeah. You know, so getting that instant feedback, getting that at least what's going to be that initial foot in the door, mm. that's going to be necessary to affect that change as opposed to, you know, here's the, I see a lot of business owners and uh, here's everything I want to accomplish in the next month. It's like, wow, that's a lot. What are you going to do today? <laughs> what, what are we going to get in motion this week that we can have yeah. that feedback that yes, yeah. now we've got something and we can ride that momentum. Mm. Yeah, and the, and the metaphor I use is we you know we, we we all love driving right we've got our own cars and and we like driving some people like driving during the day I like driving in the night and I think that's what it's a metaphor for life right because we're driving the through the darkness we're in the unconscious and and like when we're going somewhere I could be driving for example from Sydney to Melbourne and I'm doing a night drive I know I'm going to Melbourne but I cannot see Melbourne from the steering wheel of my car. Mm-hmm. In the, in the nighttime, all I can see is the 10 feet ahead, which is where the headlights are beaming, right? But I do know that every time I'm moving, I'm seeing 10 metres ahead. Every time I'm moving, I'm seeing 10 metres ahead. And I know where I'm going to Melbourne. I need to see where Melbourne. I just need to see 10 metres ahead and just keep on doing that and I'll get to Melbourne. Yeah. So we just need to focus on the steps that are required to, you know, it's the, it's the little things that amount to the big things. You know, I learned that, you know, I was grateful to learn that early on because, you know, all of us, when we come in this field, we want to have great change and there's a planetary change and we want to heal the world and, and heal poverty and we want to be the ones that <laughs> it. And, and we go through our own journey, right? We go through ups and downs and it's not until we uh, have uh, humbling experiences ourselves and, and we go through the trials and tribulations, we go through the journey of the road less travel, we go through our own personal transformation. We go through the darkness and that we can rise and say, you know what, I get where you're coming from because I've been there. And, and I'm not just someone who's, you know, turned up overnight taking a photo in front of other people's audiences, other people's cars and other people's houses and spruiking that we're going to be able to do this for you overnight. No, I'm, I'm someone who's talking to you from experience and talking to you in, in the most authentic way because we're all human. And if I was to show that I'm perfect and I can, I'm the answer for you, then I'd probably run away from that person. I think today people want to connect with more people are more personal, you know, especially today with the, what the world's going through. I think the, the old Wall Street era of doing business is gone. You yeah. know, the 80s, the 90s, and even the early 2000s. And today people are doing business differently and, and this is where, you know, pivoting our business for us to be able to, whatever your message is, to get it out there and serve humanity in your own individual unique way. And it's not about who's better or who's less than. It's about collectively what can we do to make change because the sum total of all of our vibrations, vibrations is always going to be greater, right, than the individual vibrations themselves. 
Well, it's where, and again, really, and this is part of why you know I invited you on here is that opportunity to be in front of a group of people and the the mindset of popping up and going, no, really, I'm good at this doesn't quite hold up anymore as opposed to showing people and demonstrating and giving that value. And by doing it in that way, now we've actually got a relationship. Now we've actually got something that people attach to and want more of. So can can you talk a bit? And the disclaimer is I have now since bought every bit of technology you recommended. Uh, (laughs) Can you talk a bit about some of your strategy of going live online and, you know, sharing value with that audience to direct people into what you do? Yeah, look, and, you know, obviously, like all of us, we, as we said, we need to pivot our business. And, you know, we, we, we would see people live, clients, and obviously a majority of business is training, and we'll be doing a training live. I thought, okay, what do we do? Let's deliver our training virtual. Let's create a virtual online training for our, you know, NLP training, you know, which is the first step of the rewiring process, right? When we look at the, the three steps to rewire, reset, and redefine yourself, the rewiring is the NLP, you know. And we've got a program called Evolve Your Mindset. And, and it's a five-day NLP training, which is certified with the American Board of NLP. You know, you've got live work and some pre- or post-study, so it's 100 hours endorsed. And we thought, how do we do this online? And I thought, wow, okay, let, let's get it. Let's, let's just do it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we got all our tech organized. We got three or four cameras. We got a green screen. We got yeah. all the technology <laughs> going. And, and, and uh, you know, what I found myself... Before I got in this field, I had a, obviously, I, I, I like my technology myself and and this opportunity that we find ourselves in has given me the chance to be able to link that with the work that we do. And yeah. so we put together, you know, certain software. We're using Ecamm and Zoom and breakout rooms like you are doing, Jason, and mm-hmm. three cameras for different effects and everything else. And we decided to run an NLP training live. And I have to tell you, you know, we, we did it. Two weeks ago, we finished it up. We had up to forty people in our in our in our training, and it probably was not probably it was <laughs> it was it was. I have to say, when I think about all the training we've done over the twenty five years, it has been the most impactful, the most energetic. The group has connected together so much, and the feedback and the experience and the and the change that has happened. It's been greater than any live event that we've had where we've hugged it out. Mm-hmm. So the, the virtual hug has been better. And, and there's a number of reasons for that that people have given to me. Number one, you're like, you, you, you go into an auditorium, right, and there's 40 people sitting there, and you're looking at probably 30 heads, right, <laughs> because you're sitting at the back. You're not looking at people's faces, whereas when you're online, you've got a full screen of 30 faces, you're seeing everyone's face all at once. So you've got an instant connection with everyone. You also see the trainer right there up front in front of you, not a little person on front of the stage when they're in a room of 100, Yeah. right? The other big thing, which was awareness, as a lady who had done this training, you know, four times with other trainers, and she goes, this was the best training that she's experienced online. I thought, oh, okay, well, obviously your, your feedback is also a result of all the other experiences you had, so thank you for it, but I'm also grateful that you've had the experiences to, to be able to give us the feedback. And, and her feedback was that when you're in an event, it's easy to get distracted with the people sitting next to you mm-hmm. and get distracted with what's going on within the room. Now, on a live training, you've got no one sitting next to you. You're in the sacred space of your home. So on one unconscious level, you're now comfortable to get uncomfortable. Yeah. And this is what we want you to do. And so if you're going to be in your own chair, in your own home, 
in your own walls, you're already in a safe place. You're already allowing yourself to become vulnerable. You also have no distractions around you. You've got 20 people that you're looking at right on your screen, always changing, and it's trainer right there. And it's just full on. And if you get the interaction right as you're doing, Jason, you know, the, the Zoom breakout rooms, the chat yeah. room. And I found look, what, uh, you know, we had, you know, we had Mike. Mike was helping us out. You know, Mike, Mike's doing some work with you. Mike was really my, my, my partner in, 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 in delivering this program. So we would be doing the live training and Mike took care of the chat, the Zoom chat. And so every time I said something or I delivered something, he would post something in the chat to ratify the teaching and then ask a question to get people interacting. So he was responsible to keep the energy of the chat and the group up right, and relay the messages back to me and I would answer the messages. So that took it off me. So that added another dimension to this virtual training. Yeah, it's something so, that I've done before as well by having that person to be there mm-hmm. interacting with that material, interacting yeah. in that format where now, you know, it be, becomes the benefit that we're actually in the space together and things are happening in real time. Yeah. Which again, the cool thing is, is that what I love about this dialogue is that it breaks the conversation away from what can't you do online to, well, what can you do differently? What can you Correct. enhance inside of the Correct. process? Correct. And I think for us, for I found myself, because we were doing it online, I actually was more mindful. It was almost like I was doing this for the first time myself, right? I mean, I was doing an online thing for the first time. Not that we delivered the content for the first time, but it was in that format. And so I was more intentional and more mindful to ensure that the language I use was language that generated a full, complete experience for them. Now, a visual experience, an auditory experience, a kinesthetic experience, you know, even, you know, to, you know, medium level transfer, they had smell changes, right? They could smell things in the air, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, uh, okay. And they could hear the sound coming from the left or the right or the front of them. And so because we were more intentional and mindful, we were able to, I, I suppose, deliver a whole different experience and and for what it did for me it's like I was hopeful before that trusting that the process would work and that would pivot a whole new direction for us and what it did for me it just gave me the internal representation and the references that yes there's now my convincer and this is a path so when we're corona free we're still going down that path oh yeah right Um, Once again, proven viability and the number of people who I work with as clients who are popping up and going, yeah, I don't think I'm going back to the office because I can do all of this online. Yeah. Uh, Before we we start to wrap up, how can we, uh, how can people get in contact with you online? How can they find out more? Oh, look, probably the best place to go to, and thank you for asking, Jason, is go to evolveyourmindset.com. And that really is the first step of, of, of the rewiring process. So wherever it is that you're going through, you know, we're going to help you get very clear where you want to go and also where you are right now. And, and, and it starts with your thinking. It starts with you taking responsibility for the role that you played in getting yourself to where you are, understanding cause and effect, understanding perceptions, projection, understanding that everyone that you come across, every experience that you have, you know, everyone is your spiritual friend, right? They're going to project your stuff and they're going to keep on projecting your stuff until you get it. <laughs> right? <laughs> and so that, that's, the, that's the first course because, you know, with all all change work, you know, if people have been anchored into a problem for such a long time, your metaphor I use, if you go and see a chiropractor and they need to adjust your back, you know, the, the, the seasoned chiropractor knows if he just goes in and adjusts the back without actually getting you ready, he may cause some damage. And mm-hmm. so 
he'll get a masseur to actually massage the soft tissue first, to loosen up the, the, the tension in your back muscles before he comes in and does the adjustment. And I think that's what, you know, this first program is, Evolve Your Mindset. It actually loosens your grip on the world, loosens your grip on your old thought patterns, your old way, your old ideas, your old frameworks, if for want of a better word, right? So then when we come in with then getting the energy right and the hypnosis, that's where lasting change occurs. So EvolveYourMindset.com is really the NLP certification training. And what we're saying to people is, well, this training, whether you want to become a practitioner or not, this should be training that's in schools. This should be training that everyone does because it's just going to help you evolve your thinking to be a better human being. Because a lot of us are getting caught up in, as being human doings and not doing much at the moment, but becoming a better human being, having better conversations with your loved ones, your, your partner, being a better taxi driver, a, a better chiropractor, a better physiotherapist, a better pharmacist, whatever you choose to do, a better parent. You know, these are the tools for you to actually rise up and be a better human being. And when you do that, you know, we say, well, you might just find that not only when you break through and get to the next level high performance experience in your life, you might find that you have a calling yourself, that you might have, you've got a calling to actually become a person of service. And I think ultimately when we all get to that level, we all have an experience that gets us to a point where we take that switch inside and then we want to serve humanity I think that's a magical, magical time that, that happens. So if you want to become a personal service, hey, we'll show you. We've got, a, we've got a rabbit hole for you to go down. We can show you a pathway where you can become a mind-body coach and, and be able to help people worldwide. But it starts first with evolving you. And, and, and you know, normally people would come along and they could invest anywhere up to, you know, four or $5,000 for such a training. And we believe that everyone needs to have this in their hands so if you come along and uh, go to the evolveyourmindset.com website, all you need to do is use the code NLP495 and you can get the whole training for, you know, $495. You know, I've had everyone say to me, what are you doing? Are you actually discounting the whole industry? I said, look, it's just, <laughs> just my contribution. And everyone's entitled right. to do what they want to do. And I believe that I've been blessed over 25 years to be able to make a, an income and a living and supporting people in this field. Now's the time to give back. To give back. You know, I'm not making it about the money. I'm making about the change because I really believe if we focus on that, you know, we'll have more people doing more stuff with us down the track. That's okay. Whether it's now or later on, it's whenever they want to do it. But right now it's about getting people exposed to these tools that maybe we're not considerate because, number one, they're not aware of it, that it's a life skills program. It doesn't have to be a certification program. And number two, they wouldn't consider it because of the investment because a lot of people don't understand the value in something unless they experience it. And so we want to give them the experience so they can understand the value of the program so they can actually do more for themselves and for others. So that's the website. Jason Lynette here once again. And as always, thank you so much for interacting with this program, for sharing it on your social media streams, and of course, leaving your reviews online. That's what helps us to grow the most. Once again, you can head over to the show notes at worksmarthypnosis.com for details on how to get in contact with Arthur. And also, while you're on the web, check out Hypno formula.com. This is where you can get all access pass to that free on-demand presentation, the hypnotic pricing formula to learn strategies you can use right away to grow and profit inside of your own hypnotic business. Check that out, hypnoformula.com. See you soon. Thanks for listening to the Work Smart Hypnosis podcast at worksmarthypnosis.com.